Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of epileptic drugs from the neurology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 17-year-old man presents with myoclonic seizures followed by a generalized tonic-clonic seizure after awakening. He denies any recent trauma or substance abuse. He reports to being sleep-deprived for the past week due to final examinations. Routine EEG studies is significant for 5 Hz bilateral polyspike and slow-wave discharges. Valproic acid is prescribed. This is a case of juvenile myoclonic epilepsy. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with a brief introduction about epileptic drugs. Anti-epileptic drugs can be separated by mechanism of action affecting the following. Voltage-gated sodium channels, calcium channels, and GABA activity. The choice of anti-epileptic drug is dependent on seizure type, patient, cost, and side effect profile. Let's now discuss in more detail the drugs affecting the voltage-gated sodium channels. These drugs include phenytoin, carbamazepine, and lamotrigine. Phenytoin is used in partial, simple, and complex seizures, generalized or tonic-clonic seizures, and prophylaxis for status epilepticus. The mechanism by which this drug works is that it blocks the voltage-gated sodium channels and stops seizure propagation. In terms of the pharmacokinetics, it's a P450 inducer. It follows zero-order kinetics with saturation of degradative liver enzymes. In terms of toxicity, phenytoin can cause nystagmus, ataxia, diplopia, sedation, CNS depression, SLE-like syndrome, gingival hyperplasia, peripheral neuropathy, osteopenia, megaloblastic anemia due to it causing decreased folate absorption, and teratogenic effects such as fetal hydantoin syndrome, including cleft lip and cleft palate. Note that the drug phosphenatoin is indicated for parenteral use. Let's now talk about carbamazepine. Its uses are in partial seizures and generalized tonic-clonic seizures. Partial seizures can include both simple and complex seizures. In terms of the mechanism of action, it increases the refractory period of voltage-gated sodium channels. It likely binds to the inactivated state, inhibiting the action potential generation. In terms of the kinetics, it is also a P450 inducer, thus it reduces its own levels. In terms of this drug's toxicity, you would see diplopia, ataxia, agranulocytosis, aplastic anemia, hepatotoxicity, SIADH, Stevens-Johnson syndrome, teratogenic effects such as cleft lip and cleft palate, along with spina bifida. Note that this drug is the first line for trigeminal neuralgia, and it is also used for bipolar disorders. And the last drug that we'll discuss in this class is lamotrigine. Lamotrigine's uses are in partial or simple and complex seizures, generalized or tonic-clonic seizures, and also in absence seizures. In terms of its mechanism of action, it blocks the voltage-gated sodium channels and glutamate receptors. In terms of its toxicity, the main toxicity finding to worry about is Stevens-Johnson syndrome. Moving on to the next class of anti-epileptic drugs, these drugs affect the calcium channels, and the main drug in this class that we'll discuss today is ethosuximide. This drug's uses are in absent seizures. The main mechanism of action for this drug is that it blocks thalamic T-type calcium channels. The toxicity findings of this drug include GI distress, fatigue, headache, and Stevens-Johnson syndrome. Moving on to anti-epileptic drugs that affect GABA activity, the main drugs in this class are phenobarbital and benzodiazepines. 
Phenobarbital is used in partial or simple and complex seizures in pregnant women and children. It is also used in generalized or tonic-clonic seizures in pregnant women and children. In terms of its mechanism of action, it increases the GABA-A action. In terms of the pharmacokinetics, it is a P450 inducer, and it is a drug that causes tolerance and dependence. In terms of its toxicity, the main toxicity finding is sedation. Let's now talk about benzodiazepines. It is used in acute treatment for status epilepticus and in alcohol withdrawal syndrome. Its mechanism of action is that it increases GABA-A action, and note that it is also used for seizures of eclampsia, but remember the first-line therapy for eclampsia is magnesium sulfate. Know that there are two other drugs that affect the GABA activity that can also be tested on the exam. These include tiagabine and vigabitrin. Tiagabine is mainly used in partial or simple and complex seizures. Its mechanism of action is that it inhibits GABA reuptake. And vigabitrin is used in partial or simple and complex seizures, and its mechanism of action is irreversible inhibition of GABA transaminase. Now let's talk about the anti-epileptic drugs that have multiple mechanisms of action. These include valproic acid and topiramate. Valproic acid is used in partial or simple and complex seizures, along with generalized seizures, including tonic-clonic and absence seizures. Its mechanism of action is that it increases the refractory period of voltage-gated sodium channels. It also increases the GABA concentration via inhibition of GABA transaminase, and it also inhibits the thalamic T-type calcium channels. In terms of its toxicity, you would see pancreatitis, hepatotoxicity because of accumulation of toxic metabolite, teratogenic effects such as neural tube defects, tremor, hyperaminemia, thrombocytopenia, anemia, and myelodysplasia. Note that this is a first-line therapy for myoclonic seizures and can be used as prophylactic treatment for migraines. Moving on to topiramate, topiramate is used in partial or simple and complex seizures, generalized or tonic-clonic seizures, and migraine prophylaxis. Its mechanism of actions are that it blocks voltage-gated sodium channels and it increases GABA action. In terms of its toxicity findings, you would see sedation, mental dulling, renal stones, and weight loss. And finally, let's now discuss two other drugs that are also anti-epileptic drugs but do not fall under the classification of the aforementioned drugs. The first of these two drugs is levetiracetam, and it is used in partial or simple and complex seizures along with complex or tonic-clonic seizures. Its mechanism of action is unknown, but it does bind to synaptic vesicle protein SV2A, which may modulate synaptic transmission through alteration of vesicle fusion and may indirectly modulate GABA. And the second of the two drugs is gabapentin. Its uses are in partial or simple and complex seizures. In terms of its mechanism of action, it inhibits voltage-gated calcium channels via the alpha-2 delta subunit. Note that it is structurally similar to GABA. In terms of its toxicity findings, you would see sedation and ataxia. Note that it is also used for peripheral neuropathy and neuropathic pain. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 17-year-old male with a history of bipolar disorder presents to clinic with a rash that he noticed one week after starting a medication to stabilize his mood. 
The medication blocks voltage-gated sodium channels and can be used to treat partial simple, partial complex, and generalized tonic-clonic seizures. Note that the rash looks like a classic drug-induced rash. Regarding the patient's rash, what is the next step in management? 1. Reassure the patient that it is normal to have a rash in the first week and to continue the drug as directed. 2. Begin diphenhydramine and continue the drug as directed. 3. Begin a short course of oral steroids and continue the drug as directed. 4. Decrease the dose by 50% and continue. Or 5. Immediately discontinue the drug. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5. Immediately discontinue the drug. Lamotrigine may be used for partial seizures, generalized tonic-clonic seizures, and bipolar disorder. Its side effects in children include a rash which may be life-threatening and progress to Stevens-Johnson syndrome. The medication should be stopped immediately if a rash is noted. Recall the important drug toxicities of antiepileptic drugs. Side effects commonly tested by the USMLE include carbamazepine, which causes agranulocytosis and Stevens-Johnson syndrome, phenobarbital, which causes induction of cytochrome P450, phenytoin, which causes nystagmus, gingival hyperplasia, hirsutism, SLE-like syndrome, and fetal hydantoin syndrome, valproic acid, which causes hepatotoxicity and neural tube defects, and topiramate, which causes kidney stones and mental dulling, quote, dopamax. Also recall the several anti-epileptic drugs such as carbamazepine, valproic acid, and lamotrigine also can be used to treat bipolar disorder. Let's now review two citations that are related to this topic. The first citation by Usatine and Sandy review dermatologic emergencies. Those conditions that are life-threatening include Rocky Mountain spotted fever, necrotizing fasciitis, toxic epidermal necrolysis, and Stevens-Johnson syndrome, the most common of which is Rocky Mountain spotted fever. The next citation by Price and Marzani-Nissen discuss bipolar disorder. Onset is often in late childhood and early adolescence. Psychotherapy and mood stabilizers such as lithium, anticonvulsants, and antipsychotics are first-line treatments that should be continued indefinitely because of the risk of relapse. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choices 1 through 4, all of these options are ill-advised in this case given the risk of Stevens-Johnson syndrome with lamotrigine. The medication should be immediately discontinued. Next question. A 9-year-old boy is brought to the clinic by his dad for an annual well-child exam. The boy was diagnosed with ADHD at an outside clinic and has been on methylphenidate for symptom management for the past year. The father reports that the patient is more energetic, but that his teacher still complains of him spacing out during class. The patient reports that it is difficult to follow in class sometimes because the teacher would just, quote, skip ahead suddenly. He denies any headaches, vision changes, fever, or abdominal pain, but endorses decreased appetite since starting methylphenidate. What is the mechanism of action of the drug that is most appropriate for this patient at this time? One, blockage of dopamine and norepinephrine reuptake. Two, blockage of thalamic T-type calcium channels. Three, blockage of voltage-gated sodium channels and inhibition of glutamate release. Four, increase in duration of chloride channel opening, or five, 
increase in the frequency of chloride channel opening. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, blockage of thalamic T-type calcium channels. This patient is probably suffering from absent seizures marked by the misdiagnosed ADHD resistant to treatment and recurrent spacing out. The most appropriate treatment for patients with absent seizures is ethosuximide, a drug that blocks thalamic T-type calcium channels. Remember, absent seizure is a type of generalized epilepsy that is common in children. The hallmark presentation of absence seizures is a profound impairment in consciousness that lasts no more than several seconds. They can be associated with staring, repetitive eyelid movements, and automatisms. Children with absence seizures usually have normal development and intellect, while the classic EEG pattern consists of generalized 3 Hz spike and wave discharges that can be easily provoked by hyperventilation. Of note, children with absence seizures may be misdiagnosed for ADHD due to the disease presentation. First-line treatment involves ethosuximide, while second-line options include valproic acid or lamotrigine. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, blockage of dopamine and norepinephrine reuptake is the mechanism of action of methylphenidate, a first-line treatment for ADHD. This patient is probably misdiagnosed with ADHD as his symptoms did not improve with a year of treatment and is displaying symptoms typical of absence seizures. Answer choice 3. Blockage of voltage-gated sodium and inhibition of glutamate release is the mechanism of action of lamotrigine, a second-line treatment for absence seizures. It is indicated if ethosuximide fails to improve symptoms. Answer choice 4. Increase in the duration of chloride channel opening is the mechanism of action of barbiturates, a sedative for anxiety, seizures, insomnia, and induction of anesthesia. It is not indicated for absence seizures. And finally, answer choice 5, increase in the frequency of chloride channel opening is the mechanism of action for benzodiazepines. It is indicated for a variety of conditions, but not absence seizures. In summary, ethosuximide, which works by blocking thalamic T-type calcium channels, is the first-line treatment for absence seizures. And that's all for this review about epileptic drugs. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Please keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.